0: everyone, and welcome to our podcast, Influence of Influencers. I'm Sophia Denman.
1: I'm George Capsonides.
0: My name's Josie Hines. And I'm Marley Huggins. This is episode one Celebrities versus Influencers. I'm your host, Sophia Denman. In this episode, we will be deep diving into the difference between celebrities and influencers. First, you will hear the perspective of an influencer from an interview done by George Katzenavis. Next, Marley Huggins will trace the history of one individual who went from influencer to celebrity status. Finally, the four of us will discuss our opinions on the differences between influencers and celebrities, and we will also give you some insight into our personal favorite influencers that we watched growing up. Without further ado, let's hear George's interview with Lauren Glaze.
1: Hi, I'm George Katznavis, and I'm thrilled to have a very special guest joining us today, Lauren Glaze. She is a fitness influencer, and she is married to avid ultramarathon runner Andrew Glaze, who currently sits at 192 weeks of running 100 plus miles a week. So, without further ado, let's get into it. So, um, for our listeners who might not be familiar with your journey, can you give yeah. us like a brief overview of like? how you got into the influencer space or like what inspired you?
2: So I'm sure some of your viewers probably know my husband, Andrew Glaze, and he kind of got into the influencer world before me. He was a little more open to the whole Instagram, making this shift from like being a photo app to reels and all the things. And so, you know, I was a little skeptical at first. I'm like, I do not want to talk on a video about myself. I just was a little embarrassed, but um, I have, you know, my journey in, in the influencer world kind of started as like, I was in nursing school at the time. And so I kind of chose that as my, what they call niche at the time. And so I was kind of like trying to reach that portion of people on social media, just talking about the struggles of nursing school. It's not easy. Um, but the nursing school ended, you know? And so then it was like, well, now what do I do? And so I was, you know, in the world of trying to become, you know, I was in the fitness world and I was doing orange theory. And so I transitioned from being, trying to be like a nursing influencer to going into this, like, well, let's see if the fitness thing will work out for me. So then I just started talking about my journey of, you know, how nursing school was stressful and I was gaining weight and I did, I wasn't confident in who I was. And so, um, I started talking about what I did to lose weight, you know, where I started. And so it kind of just progressed from there. And so now I kind of am where I am.
1: No, I think that's very awesome. Like, yes. I think sometimes it takes like hearing another person's experience to just kind of show you it's possible, you know, like, yeah, we're all just normal people, but at the end of the day, like, like I used to struggle with weight as well. Yeah. Took a little bit of uh, I guess, Seeing stuff like David Goggins, you know, like anything's (laughs) possible, but
2: yes, definitely. I mean, we're all on I think we all reach a certain point in our life where we have either struggled with weight or struggled with comparing ourselves to others. And so I think we all just kind of get on this journey at our own time. And I kind of think we just figure it out as we go. I mean, not everybody is gonna be into you know, certain levels of fitness, like there's people that just run, there's people that just lift weights, there's people that just do CrossFit. And so you kind of just have to find your own love for fitness, whether that's strength training, running CrossFit, you know, there's lots of things out there. And we're all just trying mm-hmm. to figure it out.
1: I totally agree. And I yeah. saw you recently caught the running bug yes. running a marathon coming up.
2: Yes, I am.
1: That's very exciting. What are your expectations for your finish and all that?
2: So, you know, a lot of people ask me that question. I feel like when it comes to running, a lot of people ask the question of, you know, what's your goal finish time or, you know, how fast do you want to do it? Or, you know, what pace are you going to run it at? And I struggled with that for a long time. Like running was not enjoyable for me because I was never fast. And when I did run fast, I felt terrible. And so I kind of thought like, well, I guess running just isn't for me then because I can't run fast like all these other people. And so I look at this marathon as like, I just want to finish it. Whether it's, you know, however I get there, however I get there, I just want to enjoy the experience. And so, you know, my pace my happy pace, I call it, is anywhere between like an 1130 to a 1230 mile. And I'm happy there and I feel good there. Um, So, you know, however long 26 miles takes me at that pace is when I expect to finish. But, you know, I'm just excited because once I discovered that going at the pace that I feel good at makes me enjoy running more, now I'm actually kind of jumping into this running world where I actually prefer it. Like I've gone through so many seasons of my life when it comes to fitness. And currently right now, I think I would actually prefer to go out for a run than go and lift super heavy. And so, you know, it just goes to show you that when you find what you love, it could be many things, you know? And so I'm just embracing that. No, that's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, um, Um I know Andy obviously loves running so that probably definitely pushed you to get into that as oh, well. Oh yeah,
2: definitely. Yeah.
1: So how would you say your notoriety has kind of increased with your influencer status and being married to someone like Andy?
2: I think if I can like my a real honest answer for you would be I think I got into this you know influencer celebrity world on social media because of my husband, I think I got noticed because of him, because obviously, you know, we do a lot of things in life together. And so Instagram sees a lot of me on his social media. And so, and he's super supportive of me too. So if I was posting something, he was going to repost it. And so that brought a lot of people to my page, but then once people got to my page and got to know me as my own person, they realized that like, I had a lot of inspiration, motivation to give to them too, because I'm a female. I don't want to say I'm a female version of my husband because we're very, very different. We're same. We're the same in a lot of ways, but we're also very different. And so I think that once people discovered who I was, they're like, wow, she's actually kind of inspiring and motivational in her own way. And so, and, you know, people give you a lot of advice on social media when you're trying to become an influencer to, Find a niche and that be your one thing that you post about. And I just was never going to be that because I wear a lot of hats. I'm a mom. You know, I was a young single mom. I've been divorced. I went to nursing school, you know, I am now in this fitness world. And so I was never going to wear that hat of one niche. And so I think that the people that found me are kind of embracing that. They're like, oh, I like to watch her for motivational stuff, but she's also kind of funny and goofy. And she talks about being a mom and all these other things. And so I think that kind of makes me different from everybody else. And so I think people enjoy that. And so I'm just embracing it and I'm just being who I am because, you know, in a world that we live in today, it's hard to be that. So.
1: No, I really like that. And I like how you like post like your cold exposure, your sauna, just like not only like the, like actual lifting and all that, but like the recovery as well, like all the aspects to it. Like, cause that's another thing outside of fitness recovery too. So it's like, yeah,
2: there's a lot of parts of me, you know, you know, it's like, yeah, I work out, but I also recover and I also have to be a mom in the same day. And so I just post all of it because it's what I do every day. So Mm -hmm. I like to share that with everybody.
1: Yeah, no, I really like that. So yeah. as far as like the influencer life, would you say it's perceived like a lot more glamorous than it actually is or? Uh, 1,000%. <laughs> yeah. I
2: actually just mentioned something the other day, you know, cause you know, you just brought it up about posting about my cold exposure and my sauna. And I had to take a step back from like recording that for a while because, you know, life is, A lot. And so when you have to record everything that you're doing daily in your life, it kind of becomes overwhelming sometimes. And so the cold plunge and the sauna is kind of like my solitude for the day. It's where I can like reset and regroup. And so if I'm going into that stressed out or anxious because I have to record something, I had to look at it as like, hey, you know what, you need to step back and like people will either understand or they won't. But at the end of the day, it's like, I have to do something for me. And so when you're recording every single part of your day, it it gets to be a lot. And so um, certain parts of my day, I do not record. And lately it's been my cold plunge and sauna just because like, I want to enjoy that. That's the part where I can like reset. I also don't record anything that I eat or, you know, food prepping or anything like that. Cause it's just, it's time consuming. And I also have three kids and I'm a wife. So, you know, there's certain things that,
1: Yeah. Totally understandable.
2: Aren't going to make it, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah. No, I feel like a lot of people have that same thing. Like they kind of end up getting too invested and then it's like, Oh, I just need a break. And then a lot of influencers who will either step out completely or. Yeah. It definitely
2: becomes a lot. And so, you know, when it comes to my runs, I enjoy recording during my runs because it distracts me. It keeps me busy same thing with my workouts. Like, you know, it's easy to set up a tripod and just record what I'm doing. But when it comes to like things that I'm doing at home, you know, it kind of becomes a lot with my kids. And so I record as much as I can, but sometimes if I have to take a step back, I just take a step back.
1: Yeah. Totally understandable. Yeah. So coming up to your marathon, um, what's your final weeks of prep look like?
2: So my last long run Um, was 10 solo miles by myself which was the first time I've ever done that Um, but the week before that I did 19 and I have four weeks until the marathon itself and I would like to get up to 23 miles because first I was like oh if I can get to 20 miles and I can get to 26 but six miles is a long way to go unknown you know like a 5k okay but six miles that's that's Pretty significant. It's not just six miles, it's like a 10K. So um my plan is to run twenty miles this week and then bump it up to twenty two the next week and then twenty-three the following week and then the week before the race, taper down to like just my low, like my mileage that I do at the gym, which is like two to three miles a day. So mm-hmm.
1: no, I think that's a good strategy for sure. Yeah. You'll, I'm guessing if you said around like the eleven thirty, twelve, that's about a five hour.
2: Marathon.
1: Yeah. no that's, that's good. a lot time
2: to be out there. But you know, first. yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. you have a good time and you're not out there like huffing and puffing and wanting to vomit. I mean, there's gonna be times in the race where I'm gonna be like, oh my god, what did I do? But it's not gonna right. be <laughs> as significant as someone who's running like a 520 or whatever.
1: Once you get to 26 miles and you realize you're still not done, you got point two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. That's a lot. It's mm-hmm. gonna feel like a lot at that point, I'm sure.
1: So I don't want to take up too much of your time. So if there's just like any sort of closing statement, like some advice you'd want to give from your experience for anyone interested in the influencer space.
2: Any advice I would give to somebody who wants to become an influencer is just don't focus so much on what people are telling you that you need to do to make it like focus on being yourself And talking about things that you love and things that bring you joy, because if you're focused on what everyone else is telling you to do, you know, it's, it's not probably going to work out in your favor. I mean, I know there's lots of people that probably do follow some template or some social media manager, and that's fine. But at the end of the day, are you going to enjoy it? Um, You got to find something that you love and that you're really passionate about and it's not going to feel like work. It's not going to feel like a job. And so I think that you should always just focus on what brings you joy, be you, and the rest will just come.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. The more yes. you enjoy it, the more authentic it's going to be, and then the more the audience is going to be engaged too. So. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I really appreciate you joining us today. Of um, course. I hope you have a great rest of your day, and yeah. thank you again, seriously.
2: Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>
0: That was fitness influencer Lauren Glaze. Let's move on to an influencer whose content is a little different. Here is Marley Huggins on Joey Graceffa.
3: Today, more and more influencers are joining celebrities and attending what we once thought were prestigious red carpet events and award shows. And all it takes is access to the internet and a phone camera. But when did the integration of celebrities and ordinary people with a camera begin?
4: Good day, everyone, and welcome to today's video.
3: Joey Graceffa started his YouTube career in 2007 with his friend Brittany under the channel name Winter Spring Pro. After moving to LA, Joey broke off and created his own channel in 2009. His videos originally consisted of skits and daily vlog style content.
4: Hello there, everyone. Joey needs a haircut very badly.
3: Three years into his channel, his success evolved quickly as he was invited to interview celebrities. As an interviewer, he attended many events such as Grammys, Kids' Choice Awards, MTV Movie Awards, and Teen Choice Awards, as well as many TV and movie sets.
4: Actually was three seats behind Lady Gaga for like the entire show, which was like crazy.
3: He interviewed celebrities such as Selena Gomez, Amanda Seyfried, Taylor Swift, Zac Efron, and Shailene Woodley.
4: Hi guys, so a few weeks ago I mentioned on Twitter that I was going to be interviewing Selena Gomez and the cast of Wizards of Waverly Place.
3: 2013 marked an important milestone in his career as he joined The Amazing Race for their 22nd season.
2: The hit CBS show, The Amazing Race, premieres this Sunday. Teammates Joey Graceffa and Megan Camarena from the new season are here to show us what to expect. They're so adorable, I just told you. Reached a million YouTube
4: subscribers. Oh my gosh, guys, I hit one million subscribers. (sighs) It's insane.
3: And launched his new web series, Storytellers. Since then, his fame steadily grew as he's released many short films, such as Eon and Ethereal. He's even released four books, including a biography and a three-part series titled Children of Eden. He's even dabbled in a small singing career. Joey's YouTube presence has made an impression on people far beyond his subscribers. Movie producers have invited him to participate in small movie roles in films such as Insidious 3 and The Space Between Us.
4: Alrighty, so we have made it to set, and I haven't even talked to you guys at all about this, but basically I am in the movie The Space Between Us.
3: Joey's transition into Hollywood opens it up to the rest of the world as he takes his subscribers along on the journey with him, which is exactly what influencers today have done.
4: But I'm just on set, just experiencing what uh, a movie is like.
3: The biggest success of Joey's YouTube journey has been his web series, Escape the Night.
4: And then one day I received a letter and it became mine. But now it won't let me sleep until I invite others.
3: Streaming on YouTube Red, Escape the Night has celebrated four seasons with a fifth season in the works currently. He casts other YouTubers to participate in the series, giving them a chance to branch out of their influencer life.
4: The show is a bunch of YouTubers thrown into this murder mystery house.
3: These YouTubers now have an additional activity to add to their resume, as well as valuable set experience.
4: I think what fans are going to get from watching this is getting to see their favorite YouTubers interact in a way that they've never seen before.
3: They now have an even better chance of getting casted in more productions because of this opportunity.
1: Make some noise for Joey Recepco!
3: As his YouTube career continued, he went from the interviewer on the side of the red carpet to the interviewee walking the red carpet.
4: It's so crazy. Me, Kat, and Megan all work for Teen and we're like the, the host. I know. I'm getting interviewed. It's pretty crazy.
3: Winning two streamies and two Teen Choice Awards.
4: Oh my god! Hello there. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, thank
3: you. Today, Joey continues to upload to his YouTube channel. However, he's moved on from daily vlogs to challenge videos as well as popular lineup videos. It's fair to say that it feels like Joey has done it all. His resume list goes from YouTuber to journalist, to actor, to singer, to author, to director, and so on. Joey is a prime example of how you can gain success just by recording videos in your bedroom.
4: Years ago, watching this and feeling like there was only one avenue of ever getting on one of those award shows, and here we are, years later, and there's a web category where people all around the world can just take a camera, upload it to YouTube, and now like, be at an award show that normally is just Mainstream celebrities, TV, movies, and here we are taking over. Although
3: he was one of the first to experience the transition of influencer to celebrity status, Joey
0: certainly isn't the last. That was Marley Huggins reporting. Now, let's hear from our team. So, what are your guys' thoughts on Joey or even just influencers you have loved in the past? I really liked Joey Graceffa
5: when I was in middle school. I watched him actually a decent amount, and it's really cool to actually see (laughs) um, all the different things he's done with his career, because that's not something I would have ever thought someone that just started on YouTube could do. Um, I noticed, though, with other people I watched, like I watched Ember Chamberlain, for example, um, I... I really liked watching vlogs, but it was interesting because as people kind of moved away from the platform, I think I stopped watching them as much as I used to. I think they just kind of got less relatable and accessible for me. Um, But with other people who didn't really branch out, like Jenna Marbles, I watched her a lot. And I always consistently watched her because I don't really feel like she did much outside of YouTube and like a podcast that she had Um, Yeah, did you guys have any influencers you liked? Um, I grew up watching Best Dressed. Uh, She
3: did a lot of fashion content, and she's actually from my hometown, so we share the same interests and background. She hasn't uploaded since 2020, but she's definitely what I consider a comfort YouTuber because I always come back to her videos. Um, And it's really cool to see how her talent has been recognized because she's done partnerships with Miu Miu, Gucci, and Celine. She's also been invited to New York Fashion Week multiple times. Uh, During New York Fashion Week 2020, she was invited and asked to interview different models and designers. And she basically vlogged the whole experience, which really opened up the fashion industry to me as I got to follow her along through her experience. Um, And even though it's extremely common for influencers to go to Fashion Week today, Best Dress was one of the first influencers to be invited and act as a journalist. Um, and I've always wanted to pursue a career in the fashion industry. So it's really like inspiring to see a girl from my hometown do the same and be successful and kind of be the first to do it before the wave of every other
0: influencer that's going. But what about you guys? Um, I watched Emma Chamberlain in high school around 2018 when she was gaining a lot of traction on YouTube and I really loved her but when she started interviewing celebrities and like going to the Met Gala and Fashion Week I stopped watching her and I think it's just um, because I couldn't relate as much to her and I think around that time I was also watching vlogs from other people and I think it was a really popular thing to do vlogging Um, but now most of those influencers who made those vlogs have gotten really popular and have bordered on the celebrity status and I don't really watch any of them anymore and I think it's just the relatability aspect of it.
1: I would love to watch the YouTube channel Dude Perfect growing up. I think they did a great job at creating a variety of interesting content. Their videos consisted of stuff like breaking world records and even comedy stereotype videos. Over the years as their popularity grew they were even given an opportunity to have their own TV show. Unfortunately, the show only lasted for three seasons, but I think this was an awesome opportunity regardless. They still remain successful on YouTube despite the end of the show, and they currently have 59.8 million subscribers.
5: That's cool. Does anyone else know of any other influencers that have made their own show? Well, I know of the Demilio show.
0: I don't actually think they created it, though. They were just given the show.
1: I'm pretty sure the D'Amelios got the show because Charlie went viral on TikTok but it doesn't feel the same in comparison to Joey's.
5: Yeah, I agree. Even though they both basically just started by filming videos in their bedroom, I feel like Joey put a little bit more effort into creating short films that were a little more creative and has been doing that for years now. But Charlie just kind of started dancing in her bedroom and
0: got popular off that.
3: Plus, the Amelia show is like a reality show, so it's not a
0: written-out narrative. Yeah, like compared to TikTok, I think their reality show definitely elevated their fame because it keeps people talking about them
1: yeah i feel like tiktokers are trying to branch out as much as they can to stay on top of the popularity chain
5: especially because it's so easy to go viral on TikTok in comparison to things like YouTube. I feel like people are really trying to grab onto whatever they can to hold on to that virality for sure.
3: And they have to be strategic in which platform they use in order to catch the eye
0: of the right people. Yeah, and in order to build their image and their persona, they are like attending more celebrity style events and so influencers have been using multiple f- platforms and we'll discuss this in the next episode please join us for our next episode of influence of influencers the episode will be about influencers across different platforms don't miss it thank you for listening and we'll see you next time